0: You're listening to today's inspirational message on pursuing God with Gene Apple. Here's Gene. It's Friday. You've almost made it through another week, and I hope you have a fun and safe Halloween weekend, and I hope you get your share of candy. Uh, We'd love for you to join us at an Eastside campus for part two of our Slay the Monster series, where we're exploring what the Bible says about living free from the great stress of the money monster in our lives that's attacked families and marriages. It's so tough. We're going to have trick-or-treating and kidside between all our services, a Choctober celebration in junior high, which just means there's lots of chocolate available. It's going to be a blast for them. So over the past few days, we've been talking about spiritual doubts, doubts we all go through, different seasons of our lives, how to process those doubts authentically. And today, I want to dive into just a few pieces of the evidence for the strong validity of the Christian faith. And and maybe these are pieces of evidence some of you who are kind of investigating Christianity maybe need to grapple with before you can come to faith. Maybe these evidences will help you, for those of you who already follow Jesus, to to stand more boldly for Jesus. C.S. Lewis, the Atheist Oxford professor who later became a follower of Jesus emphasized that you can't be neutral about the claims of Jesus. He wrote, I'm trying here to prevent anyone saying the really foolish thing that people often say about him. I'm ready to accept Jesus as a great moral teacher, but I don't accept his claim to be God. Lewis said, that's the one thing we must not say. A man who is merely a man and said the sort of things Jesus said would not be a great moral teacher. He would either be a lunatic on the level with a man who says he's a poached egg, or else he would be the devil of hell. You must make your choice. Either this man was and is the son of God, or else a madman or something worse. You can shut him up for a fool. You can spit at him and kill him as a demon. Or you can fall at his feet and call him Lord and God. But let us not come with any patronizing nonsense about his being a great human teacher. He has not left that open for us. He did not intend to. C.S. Lewis is saying, you can't claim that Jesus was a great moral teacher and then claim he was lying about his identity as being God. I mean, that wouldn't be a great moral teacher, right? So then you say, well, well, he was just crazy. He was a lunatic. Or third, he was who he claimed to be, the Lord, God in the flesh. Another piece of evidence to consider is the credentials of Jesus. Remember, Jesus didn't just make wild claims to be God. But he proved it by living a perfect life. Even Pilate himself said, I find no fault in him. He proved he was God with the credentials of his incomparable teaching. The students of his day said, nobody ever spoke like this man. He proved his identity as God by performing the supernatural. John the Baptist examined the supernatural evidence The blind received sight, the lame were made to walk, those who had leprosy were cured, the deaf were made to hear, the dead were raised. But the ultimate proof of Jesus' credentials to us is his resurrection from the dead, never to die again. No other figure in history even claims to have conquered death. Simon Greenleaf was a professor of law and head of the law department at Harvard. And he wrote a book called The Principles of Legal Evidence. Three of his students challenged Greenleaf to take his book and apply it to principles investigating the resurrection of Jesus. And so he accepted their challenge. And after his study, he wrote these words. There's no better documented historical evidence than that for the resurrection of Christ. I am convinced that you can convince any jury in England or America that Christ rose from the dead. Amazing, isn't it? You ask, but what kind of evidence was he referring to? Well, for one, how about all the post-resurrection appearances by Jesus? I mean, this is important because there wasn't just one appearance of the resurrected Jesus, you know, that could have been misconstrued, but there were many. The Bible claims that over 500 witnesses saw, heard, even touched the resurrected body. You say, well, maybe... Maybe they just thought they saw the resurrected Jesus. Maybe they wanted to believe it so badly that it was just kind of a hallucination. The problem with the hallucination theory is that hallucinations can't be group events, (laughs) except maybe in the case of Woodstock or something. Now, here's kind of the most compelling piece of evidence for me. Apart from the resurrection, a literal resurrection of Jesus... How else do you explain the transformed lives of his followers? I mean, the disciples were so convinced that Jesus had risen from the dead that they gave their lives and died for that claim, for their faith. History reveals that Peter, Andrew, Philip, Simon the Zealot, James the son of Alphaeus, and Bartholomew were all crucified themselves for their faith. Matthew, James the brother of John, were put to death by the sword— Thaddeus was shot with arrows. James, the brother of Jesus, was stoned. It's believed that Paul was beheaded. Why? Because they had seen the risen Jesus from the dead and they were so convinced he had risen, they were willing to die for what they had seen. Friends, people will not knowingly give their lives for a lie. I mean, would you give your life for a lie? If you want to overcome your doubts about Christianity, I want to encourage you. Express your doubts honestly. God can handle it. Seek answers earnestly and continue to examine the evidence critically because Christianity isn't a blind faith. It's a faith based in history and in the evidence. And I've chosen, chosen to trust it now and forever. And you can too. God, I thank you for this amazingly solid faith that we hold that is rooted in history and historical fact. We're inspired by those who gave their lives having seen Jesus and were willing to die claiming that he is alive. May our faith grow to that kind of strength, God. May we be known as people who stand strong for you, who weather our seasons of doubt and come out the other side solidified and stronger in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Have a great weekend. We'll see you at an Eastside campus. Catch you back here on Monday.